Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hey, hello everyone. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. As usual, we're live. I'm Les Jackson. The other guy in that other seat is Fred Staub. We have come armed with uh, so many stories, so many things going on in the industry. Uh, We're going to do our best to get to all of them. But in fact, why don't we start right now? Yeah, go for it, Les. Okay, well, uh, one of the things going on is the uh, is the Buick Wildcat. Uh, that is to say, it's an it's an old story, uh, old name, great name for models that Buick made. They've revived it. Uh, they put it in a really cool looking new concept, and uh, we'll tell you everything we know about it, which isn't everything. But <laughs> boy, is it is it. <laughs> You can't not notice it. Yeah, it's almost like a little Aston Martin-ish or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that's cool. And then uh, this is interesting, a very popular vehicle. We thought the uh, Subaru Crosstrek was going to get a complete remake for 2023. New interior, new exterior. But really, it's just a light refresh. So we're not quite Hmm. sure what goes on there, but we'll tell you about it. And we'll have some pricing, Les Jackson. Yeah, it's kind of like detergents and uh, <laughs> and colas, you know, all new. Well, what makes it new? Well, we put that all new written on the label. Uh, Honda, by the way, says its new HRV has more power. A lot of people have been asking for more power in that, and they say you got it. Yeah, that's a that's a true thing. I have a friend that has one, and she said, "Gee, I feel feel like I'm not getting enough power out of this thing." Yeah. And then Hertz has teamed up with Polestar. They're going to make Polestars available, of course. It is the performance uh, division of Volvo, all electric. And uh, they're going to have the Polestar 2 in the fleet. Plus, they're also going to reveal the Polestar 3, which is a bit of an SUV. So we'll talk about that. That's right. Hertz. I, I just checked with Hertz. They said if you want to rent a Polestar, uh, you have to come with your your uh, investment portfolio. <laughs> uh, so, so it will be expensive. Anyway, talking tech, which, you know, we love to do. Toyota has passenger safety on its radar. Yeah, we'll explain that one for sure. Yep. And uh, also, I'm going to have an at-the-wheel review of the Kia K5 GT line. This is the vehicle formerly known as the Optima. Yes, it's a sedan. We keep Great reviewing car. sedans. Love them. Manufacturers keep putting them out, and we'll tell you all about that. It was a really fun car. All that and more 
when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control. That's a lot to get rolling with, so we're going to get started right after the break. Don't forget to check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out our YouTube page, and more. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, we'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. The other guy is Les Jackson. We're glad you're with us because we love telling you about this stuff. And we've got stuff to talk about including the return of the Buick Wildcat. You and I were talking during the break. Was the Wildcat a car at one point, a version of a car, or was it an engine? It was actually both. Um, They made the Wildcat in the 60s for a few years as a model. Okay. Obviously, their muscle car model. But the engines, um, if they put you know, a, a Wildcat engine in another Buick, it actually on the air cleaner said Wildcat V8. I kind of remember my dad had a Electra 1960 with a 425 Wildcat. I may be misremembering, but I do remember that name. And this car, man, it's pretty stunning, isn't it? It's all electric. It really is. It It is. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is their EV concept. It is only a concept, but they're saying well, this will be the future look of Buick. And if you look at it, we talked about this a lot on cruise control. The cars, and by the way, this is an actual two-door. An actual two-door. Wow. <laughs> so wow. um but you look at them, they are sort of like short rear deck, long hood, big mm-hmm. rear glass. Um, I don't know. Side mirrors. Yeah, it does have very thin side mirrors. Well, it's probably cameras. Probably cameras. Got the new Buick logo. And uh, you've got to have like fancy dancy uh, light show, I guess, an electric car. (laughs) It has the name plate that that pops up, which I think is kind of cool. And Buick says... uh, you know, right now they're basically SUV, but they want to get back into the car business with this gorgeous electric car. Definitely some Aston Martin up front, I think. It's, um, it's going to be a high-end car. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and some of the cues include distinctive semi-swing doors. Now, I don't think they actually opened them, so I don't quite know what that means, semi-swing doors. Do you? Hmm. Does that mean it comes out a little bit and then folds up? Maybe, or maybe. Like a Lamborghini? I don't know. I kind of thought that too. Unique aluminum trim that appears to flow seamlessly into the interior seat structures. Micro LED lighting technology. Blade style tail lights embedded into the roof sail panels, culminating in a checkmark horizontal lamp. An external state of charge indicator visible in the exterior hatch. I guess you show that's interesting. Off, yeah. And Jet Age inspired 18 inch spoke turbine wheels. 
18 spoke turbine wheels are bigger than they 18 look like inch. they they really do look like jet engine turbine blades they do they do uh, and that was all the rage the jet age the rockets remember? oh it was yeah. yeah so uh it's a two plus two configuration so so four seats four individual seats and uh very very futuristic and cool i think it's a great concept uh what will uh Will we see this? Do you think they will dare build a real two-seat, uh, four-seat, two-door car? Les, what do you think? Um, you know, that's, will they build a Wildcat? Yes. Will it be a, a two-door car? That's a interesting question. Um, I, I think it'll probably be like a one of the Mazda RX-8s mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Where they'll they'll give in to rear doors, yeah, of some kind. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, I love the the illuminated. Um, I like it. I think, <laughs> I'd love to drive that thing. Yeah, just build it like that. Of course, this is years off, but c- certainly Buick needs some excitement, don't you think? They in, do in their they lineup. Do. They, they, you know, they make a, a good, solid range of all SUVs, mm-hmm. um, and, and they need some pizzazz. Yeah, and I think the Wildcat is might just be the key to p- providing some pizzazz for sure. Um, and keep in mind, too, Buick does very well in uh, China, so they, yep. <laughs> they may be very well designing this for China. Uh this is a little bit of a head scratcher. Now, maybe we all got ahead of it, and and really, we should have just been listening to Subaru, not from the people with uh, various websites around the uh, web saying that we're going to get an all-new Subaru and uh, Crosstrek in 2023. But uh, we kind of got one that was just uh, updated. We'll tell you about the pricing and what's new for 2023 when we come back on Cruise Control. Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Uh, Lesson Fred here. We uh, started to talk about the new uh, 2023 Subaru Cross Trek. Uh, new ish. <laughs> well, well, here's, so here's the it's deal. Not, here's the it's deal. It's not all new, but it's new. Uh, they're not calling it all new. What happened was the internet was awash with rumors, uh-huh. renderings of a vehicle that had a new front and rear fascias. Okay. More importantly, too, had a new interior that was similar to the WRX with a big screen in the center, which they've kind of been integrating into all their lineups. And the thought was, this is the 2023 um, Subaru Crosstrek. Now, this week, they announced pricing on the 2023 Subaru Crosstrek. And guess what? It looks very much like the 2022 version. Yeah. So, yeah. So whatever the new version is, it'll probably be out next year. Yeah. I mean, the newest uh, thing on this is a special edition desert khaki exterior color. Right. But it is, you know, we don't want to confuse people. It's a 2023. It is new. 
Right. <laughs> they didn't take an old car. And call no, it, no, but, know, but, but, but it's just not a from the fresh piece of paper. Right. New. A lot of people are waiting for the Subaru Crosstrek Wilderness Edition. They have the Wilderness Forester. They have the Wilderness Outback, which I reviewed not that long ago. And that was going to be part of the new model and all that. But, right. But this is basically a carryover with just the special edition in the desert khaki color. Uh, I believe they get a price increase across the board. Um, they uh, they do have the hybrid. The hybrid's been brought back, which gets an EPA rated 35 MPG and 90 MPGE with a 480 total range mile range. Um, it still has all the great things like, uh, like eyesight, although I, it's interesting. You can't get the eyesight twin camera safety system if you get a manual, although that might be changing too. Because it has to talk to, to a transmission. They, they might be changing that. Although who knows in the next generation, if manual transmissions will even make the leap. So it might be, you know. Uh, moot at this point. So prices yeah. have gone up a little bit. No surprise. Um, mm, yeah. They're not. There's not a lot new. This could be just a placeholder until the new model comes in. It is a great vehicle, by the way, the Crosstrek. Um, and I do like those black wheels. Uh, and um, you know it. What we're looking for, it's missing a couple of weird things, I, and I don't know why this is, but it's missing dual zone climate control. You and I were discussing this. Yep. If you have an SO, significant other, sometimes heat and cooling levels are different. Typically, you said your, your, your cooling levels are higher as mine so- are. Sometimes heat and cooling levels are always different. <laughs> well, currently in the Subaru Crosstrek, they don't offer the dual zone, but which is weird because it's offered yeah. in virtually every vehicle. And they don't offer a heated steering wheel, which up north, I love a heated steering wheel. Well, I, would I do too. And, and any new vehicle we ever get is going to have heated seats that's heated, yeah they do come with heated seats but yeah, no heated we have a constitutional seat. right to heated seats <laughs> i don't know about that but uh, well i, I just like them. declared I like them. it i like them yeah yep. so uh the feeling was that the this vehicle was going to get the interior like the wrx that we've seen across that uh across the right. Subaru lineup it's got the dual zone it's got the large vertical screen um, and that there were going to be other improvements and modernizations on the outside. It didn't happen. Maybe that becomes a 2024 model. Maybe there's a, just a short run model until they get everything squared away. It could just be what happened because of parts shortages. Who knows, right? Sure. Um, you know, right now, the parts around the world are in a, in a state of flux. Yeah. So, uh, like currently, this this um, this has a little bit of an older eight-inch multimedia plus system um, that is not the same as you know what we're used to seeing in some of the other Subarus. So, um, 
I th- what do you think? Probably uh, half year on the 2023 and then they'll I switch think over we'll to see at the beginning of the year they'll announce that a 2024 model is going to be an all new um, design because why not? It's a great marketing uh, tool. Yeah. And they just weren't really ready to bring out the no, new one, but they are. It, it, I mean, people are people are on to it. <laughs> so, there you have it. But uh, talking about other small uh, crossovers, of course, the hottest market, uh, Honda HRV. Uh, they have a brand new, larger, slightly larger HRV, more responsive powertrain, more upscale cabin. And uh, it's got a seven-inch standard digital instrumentation cluster, available HD nine-inch color touchscreen, new fully independent rear suspension. That is really nice when uh, when you're driving one of these to have that wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatibility. It's got a larger, more responsive two-liter engine. This has been the knock on this vehicle. It has that it has just been slow. And every 2023 HRV is going to get the larger two-liter four-cylinder, pumping out 158 horsepower compared to the 1.8 engine uh, that was its predecessor. Uh, that uh, this engine, this new engine, the two-liter off, 17 more horsepower and 11 pound-feet of torque. It is welcomed because I've driven HRVs and I thought, what's going on here? It seems really, really slow. They were they were a little anemic. They just, they didn't feel uh, peppy. Did not feel peppy. Uh, very nice interior. Honda always does a nice job with their interior. Yep. Um, upscale, they've they've increased uh, the quality of the interior and the uh, parts and pieces. So I think, I think it looks good. It, it's definitely got a Civic, that Civic look with that uh, sort of uh, vented panel, I'll call it design panel. Um, that uh, has the air conditioner vents and a really nice integration of those. Uh, and there'll probably be, uh, I would say, a hybrid version of this as well, but we don't know about it yet. It comes in three uh, grades, LX, Sport, and EXL. And uh, I don't know if we have pricing on this yet. No, we don't. I don't think we do. Well, no, we have the oh, pricing. Oh, we do have the um, pricing. Yes, we yeah. do. And it's it's actually quite nice. It's it? actually decent for the, uh, even the all-wheel drive is only $25,150 for the LX. Uh-huh. Now, I, I'm a little disappointed, I guess, uh, with the EPA mileage rating. Okay. Because... 30 to 32 on the highway is just not very much. Mm-hmm. When you think of something like that uh, Corolla Cross Hybrid that gets yeah. 37. So, yeah, it, it's just, uh, again, I wouldn't care about it if gas was, you know, 265 a, a gallon, mm-hmm. but it's five and a quarter. Yeah, and and increasing. Uh, you're right. Yeah. The EXL top of the range. This tops out. This all-wheel drive tops out at twenty-eight thousand nine fifty MSRP with the twelve hundred and forty-five dollar destination charge thirty-one ninety-five. The numbers on that city twenty-five, highway thirty, combined twenty-seven. And yeah. you know what Not it was, great. Les? They really felt this thing was underpowered. 
And so probably they said, hey, we have to, even if we hurt gas economy, hey, we made it bigger. And yeah, had to put that, a that's what they did. To get yeah, better it'll be a couple of years before that engine is refined enough to get better mileage. And you know what? You're right. They're going to just do a hybrid. Yeah, that's the way they go. Hey, uh, when we come back, we got plenty more to go. We're going to tell you about Hertz and Polestar. We're going to talk tech and have an at-the-wheel review. lot to do, so stay tuned. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here, and we're off to the Hertz uh, office <laughs> for the to dream rent us <laughs> <laughs> to rent us uh, something. Yeah, and um, and what's cool is that they're going to be uh, teaming up with Polestar. Oh yeah, to put some of those really nice Volvo electrics uh, yeah. in their fleet, mm-hmm. and they're they're terrific vehicles um i don't i honestly don't know what vehicles are renting for these days but i know it's not cheap no we did that story uh i believe it was last summer and people were renting u-haul trucks because it was cheaper in hawaii <laughs> to than renting a car because it was twenty dollars a day for the u-haul truck and like some ridiculous number for a regular car yeah but yeah, last time I looked was last summer, and it was for regular uh, Avis Hertz uh, rental car uh, in Minneapolis. It was $85 a day. Oh, my. Well, let's talk about this Polestar here. This is the Polestar 2. Polestar is going to begin delivering 65,000 electric vehicles to Hertz. It's going to be part of their dream fleet. And it makes sense. I mean, this is the smartest thing, even if it does cost $85 a day. If you're thinking about buying a Polestar, go rent one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And drive it around and charge it up and sit and try it out. Um, great vehicle. I think these are super clean-looking vehicles, their design. Uh, of course, it is It is the kind of the performance. I guess, could, could you call it the AMG of Volvo? I- yeah, um, I would, um, and and it's the following is enormous. They've they've taken thirty two thousand customer orders for Polestar's since the beginning of the year. Wow, and that's you know that's an electric car. That's not just some other model. Yeah, and um, of course it has the Scandinavian styling that people love. Yep, and very clean looking and. Um, you can get it as part of the Dream Fleet. Now, uh, coming up from the folks at Polestar uh, will be the uh, Model 3. And uh, this is going to be uh, revealed in October of 2022. And uh, I believe this is uh, their SUV. I think it is a four-seat uh, four SUV. It will be... Um, have autonomous highway piloting powered by the best-in-class LiDAR, and it will have NVIDIA computing power. NVIDIA is the company we know from making graphics mm-hmm. cards for your computer, but NVIDIA is getting into the automotive world. 
It will feature a dual-motor drivetrain with large battery and a range or target of over 600 kilometers. And, uh, of course, this is their uh, little teaser film that they have for it. But uh, they plan on launching a new car every year for the next three years, keeping the name simple, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and this is going to be their SUV. Uh, I thank them for that. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, most people aren't aware that Volvo has been um, in the autonomous vehicle business um, for quite a while. They've had a fleet for almost seven years. They've had a wow. fleet of autonomous of 100 autonomous Volvos traveling around the world. Uh, with their engineers and being tested, um, constantly modified with the latest technology. So they they know probably more about autonomous driving or technology than anybody. That is cool stuff. Definitely yeah. cool stuff. And uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about Polestar uh, on uh, – Overall and on the cruise control too, so we're 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 glad for that. Um, but let's talk a little tech, shall we? Cabin awareness. I know you and I on our press cars, we often get a reminder, a chime, check the rear seat, right? Because people yep. leave yeah. kids, they leave pets back there, and you don't want to do that in extremely hot weather. And Toyota has some new technology that uses radar. To sense uh, what's back there. Is somebody back there? It can detect things like a heartbeat. It can detect uh, maybe a kid under a blanket uh, or somebody that's hiding, you know, in the passenger compartment of a minivan. And it uses uh, technology uh, that has been used by NASA. It uses millimeter radar to kind of sweep the passenger compartment and see if it hears, you know, anything, if it encounters any movement, and then it will send you a text like, go back to your car. Hmm. Uh, somebody's in your back seat. That's, you know, that's really cool. Uh, I, I like this, and I bet they'll share this with other car companies. I would think so. I mean... Um, it's, it's really nice because it, it's, it's a, like a foolproof. Right way of knowing you you know you left your dog back there right exactly um and you know you think about it right now the system is very basic all it is is a chime you know just and a and a message mm -hmm. on the ip look at oh look in the back seat you know it, it that's it i mean it's up to you to look you can ignore it uh, and or maybe you'll look back there and you don't see anything, but like I said, somebody's under a blanket or hiding in the in the cargo compartment or something yeah, like that. Or you've put a heavy, a heavy box of carburetors on the back seat, <laughs> and and it, it senses that. So 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 I've heard Bo box of carburetors because <laughs> I often carry yes. a box of carburetors around. Listen, what can I tell you? Because uh, I mean, you might need them. You never know. Like in case yeah. you want to swap out that fuel injection. For and it, a the alarms, the alarm started while I was going down the interstate. So I just had to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I, I've, 
sat my uh, backpack with like a laptop in the front seat and have had to mm-hmm. strap it in because it's flashing wildly saying passenger yep. does not have seatbelt on. So I, I thought, okay, well, I'll just belt, belt it in and then it's happy. But Yeah, I've done that. Good uh, technology, though, from uh, the folks at uh, Toyota, and I think we will be seeing this more often. I think you could use this for you could use this for a a, a home alarm system too. It would be one you of could. the best, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a motion detector. And if you oh, have well. your have your vehicle sitting in a garage and a, a mouse starts to come in and chew on the wires, you would know about yeah. it right away. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, we'll play pronosticator here. Now, Stellantis, uh, of course, about a year ago, announced that it's going to have four platforms, the STLA. They're all electric platforms from small to large. The large would go up to about 500 miles of range mm-hmm. and would be for large vehicles like the Ram pickup, like uh, some of the larger Jeeps, like the Jeep Wagoneer or Grand Cherokee L. So this week they announced, Stellantis, that the Windsor Assembly Plant will produce vehicles on the new STLA large electric platform, and that's starting, retooling will start in 2024. Right now they produce things like the 300, the Dodge Charger, the Dodge Challenger, uh, and uh, it will be interesting to see what they build there. Um do you think there'll be a new 300, an electric 300, Chrysler 300? Um, I just, it's I good, don't think so. It's a good value right now if you want a traditional rear drive it is. car. Um, and they still do produce it, and they still do slight modifications to it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Interesting story there, and we'll see. I, I think you're going to see that be the home of some of the big Jeeps and and maybe the Ram truck. Yep. Who who knows uh, when it goes goes electric. Um, so uh, also we should tell tell you that Nissan this week announced a Z race car, their new Z. It will be powered by a special new fuel, which is a clean fuel and uh, what they call CNF, carbon neutral fuel. They don't say what it is. Could this be hmm. synthetic fuel like? Porsche and others are working on? We don't well, know. It, they're all working on it. Um, obviously, a carbon neutral fuel mm-hmm. would be <laughs> something that doesn't necessarily not have carbon, just it's carbon neutral. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see if yeah. they, uh, if what they've come up with here. But that's all we know. It will be a carbon neutral fuel. We don't know. What it is, it will be two cars numbered 230 and 244. Don't ask me what happened to the numbers in between. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what happened to those. So uh, interesting to see this. And, of course, racing always is the developer, you know, the field to develop this type of thing. Uh, Who knows? Maybe next year at Le Mans, which is currently underway, we will see vehicles running on some kind of synthetic racing fuel. I I think that that's that'll happen very soon. Yeah. All right. When we come back, I'm going to have an at the wheel review of the Kia K5 GT line. We'll be right back. 
Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We've got an at-the-wheel review for you. Lest we call this the vehicle formerly known as the Optima. It is now known as the K5. I th- isn't the Alta, uh, the Optima a nicer name? Yeah, they, uh, they went to this uh, K yeah, and lettering K5. thing. Remember, yeah. their large car uh, is known as the K9. Yeah, the K9, which, which was a very nice car. Yeah, K9. I mean, I like dogs, but, uh, you know, it doesn't quite translate. Um, no. But this is another one. Uh, of a vehicle, a sedan, uh, sporty, all-wheel drive, comfortable to drive, decent fuel economy. And we're going to talk about this. This is the uh, K5 GT line. Uh, it was in wolf gray, which when you see see the video in a moment, it um, it almost looks white in the picture, but it was more of a more of a wolf gray. Incredible styling by the folks at Kia. The the roof uh, kind of transitions right all the way back to this sort of a fastback roof. Great red seats on the inside GT line. Lots of detail with some black uh, piping and black stripes in the center of them. Um, and just a very clean-looking, well-styled sedan with a lot going on for it. Now... The K5 replaced the Optima in 2021. It's brand new in 2021. So this is the second year for it. We're looking at a 2022 model, GT line. And uh, basically what's happened here is they put on the newer uh, Kia logos all through it and kind of refined a few things here and there. Um, Ours had the 1.6 liter GDI turbocharged engine, 180 horsepower, 195 pound-feet of torque. If you need more, you can get the 2.5 liter T engine, which has a a pretty impressive 290 horsepower, 311 pound-feet of torque. And uh, this is the GT line, so a little bit sportier, a little little more fun on the outside, and it is all-wheel drive. Still, uh, it turns back some pretty good numbers on mileage. 33 highway, 25 city combined for 28 miles to the gallon. That red, those red seats really make this interior pop. If it wasn't for these red seats, it'd be kind of, uh, you know, nice, but, but dark and not really stand out. Of course, it's cool. Kia has great switch gear and and everything's got its own push button, which I love, and knob. Uh, and it had a sort of a thing where you slide your phone into the spring-loaded socket. The only problem was the automatic charging didn't start right away, even if you push the button. So that was a little bit of a problem. I don't know whether it was my phone having a case on or not, but um, great interior. Kia does a great job with interiors. I think other manufacturers could learn a lesson. Uh, the roof line swoops down in the back, so they did kind of some fun with the headliner to give you headroom. Out back, you pay the price, a little bit of a short uh, deck and uh, trunk lid, but it is deep and nicely finished with a big pass-through. 
Uh, Kia's done a nice job there. And another great thing to see is there's a space saver uh, spare. Always look what your car has. Uh, notice they they save some money here without putting an engine cover on. This is the 1.6 turbo engine I told you about. It did the job well, although it was a little raucous at times, a little rough sounding, the exhaust note. I do love how that roof kind of goes right back into the fastback glass, and it's separated by a nice bit of chrome trim. All around, a very clean-looking car, and one that was pretty enjoyable to drive, I have to say. Now, we look at some of the numbers on this vehicle, and they're also not bad. By the way, overall score, uh, five-star safety uh, hmm. score. So you, you really can't get much better than that. It, it is a uh, good news there. Uh, eight speed automatic transmission. That's what they all come with. It has what they call the Kia drive wise driver assist technology for forward collision assist for pedestrian lane, keeping assist driver attention, warning, leading vehicle departure alert. That's if you're sitting at a stoplight and not paying attention and that vehicle leaves, it will alert you like, hey, guess what? Really That's nice. Neat. It's actually really nice. It, it works really well. Uh, blind spot and rear cross traffic collision avoidance. This is great, especially if you're driving a sedan and it's you're a little bit lower than everybody else um, because everyone else is driving an SUV. It's great to have. It really works well. They don't cheap out either on their screens. 10.25-inch touchscreen with Navi, Android Auto, and Apple CarPlay. Uh, I believe they were wired. I'd have to check that. I don't I don't remember. Exterior, LED reflector, uh, headlights with on-off, amber LED dry, daylight driving lights, uh, GT-Line Sport Grill, 18-inch Sport Alloy Wheels. Then we uh, pop for uh, a few options, which was the GT-Line All-Wheel Drive Premium Package, panoramic sunroof with power sunshade. You'd love those sunshades, Les. Uh, the LED projection headlights, forward collision avoidance, Navi Smart Cruise Control, Curve with Stop and Go, Highway Driving Assist, LED Overhead Interior Lighting, Heated Steering Wheel. There you go. Cargo mat, carpeted floor mats as well. All so before the options, 27,690. And then with all the options, uh, 30,285. And a very, very affordable by today's world, $995 freight. Uh, Lower than I thought. 31,280. Of course, this is made in West Point, Georgia. It's a plant that I have been to, um, and it is a neat plant. It has hardwood flooring on the assembly line. Very Actually, mellow plate, ex yeah, except where they're good. stamping the roof panels. <laughs> and the whole building comes down and shakes. I was yeah. like, wow, you would not want to get your hand caught in that. But once again, a vehicle oh. that I think some people don't think about. It's a sedan. It's all-wheel drive. Got a nice interior. Got all the features. Decent horsepower, decent mileage, something to think about, SUV alternative, right? Well, you're right. And, you know, you, you need to drive these things to prove to yourself that you don't necessarily need an SUV. Yeah. Now, are even things like the K5 hard to come by at a dealer? I mean, these days, or, <sighs> or are, they, are they ordering them or, or do they order all SUVs? Uh, 
I think they're they're ordering just a, a token number of sedans, and the yep. rest is SUVs. Well, you, um, you look at the lineup. I have pricing here for the rest of the lineup. It starts with an LX front wheel drive at twenty three seven ninety, and even their base models are well equipped when it comes to Kia, and um, then it goes all the way up uh, to uh, thirty one thousand one ninety. There's a GT, which is a little bit, uh, I believe that comes with the bigger engine. And then there's the GT line, which I drove, which is the GT, but with the smaller engine. And even the bigger engine does fairly well with uh, 24 city, um, 32 highway, 27 combined. So you're not giving up a heck of a lot uh, on mileage uh, with that. Uh, but a lot of standard features, of course, the great uh, warranty of Kia and uh, just a, a ton of standard features, nice interior. It's one to check out, the K5, uh, and I like the red seats. I really did. I thought they, I thought they really made it pop. Yeah. As I yeah. said in that video, you can't really tell. It was a nice gray. It almost looks white just because it was a bright, sunny day. But uh, it is a, a cool color as well. So good job by the folks at Kia One to check out. Hey, don't forget, check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Like us on Facebook. Find us on our YouTube page as well. It's time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.